Welcome to Rest and Recreation, the work-life balance podcast from workworkwork.works, which is produced by Abbasida. I'm your host, Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida. In this episode of Rest and Recreation, our guest is Jody Medland, the author of the play Dead Parents Club, which is part of the Criterion New Writing Showcases 2022, and is being performed on November the 25th at 2 p.m. at the Criterion Theatre in London. Hello, Jody. Hi, how are you? As you can tell, I think I'm full of cold, but really looking forward to my conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I guess it's part and parcel of this time of the year. It is. I've, I'm always the first one to catch the cold. And also, I'm feeling a little bit like I'm the first one to catch news about the Criterion New Writing Showcases. Could we start, please, by you telling us a little bit about the Criterion New Writing Showcases and what's involved? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was probably 2018 when I first became aware of them. Um, so they happen annually. Um, a handful of writers get selected to develop a piece of work for the West End stage. Um, and Greg Moss kind of hosts uh, three different evenings every year where on every evening, three writers get to show a snippet of a, a new piece of work. So that snippet lasts for about 30 minutes. Um, and you can invite along sort of agents, producers, theater directors, and essentially use it as a, a really great platform to pitch your work to the wider world really so this is a similar type of situation to when um, a record label signs a new artist and they set up a gig for uh, the artist to perform and showcase it to booking agents of the various different uh, music venues and all this sort of stuff to to actually sort of say this this is work worth listening to work worth seeing yeah it's very similar to that actually um and it's such a wonderful opportunity i mean i've not really been writing for the stage too long, probably five or six years, maybe at a push. Um, and it's, you know, you can you can create scripts and have readings with actors. And obviously you usually just sort of use little rooms in a library that are cheap to hire out. And you're, you're kind of getting ready to, to show it in some kind of like fringe venue. But to actually be able to go onto a, a West End stage while you're developing a piece of work, just to be in that auditorium and kind of, suck in the atmosphere of it really and then to actually obviously see your work produced on that stage is quite special to new writers in particular yes i'm feeling almost a bit inspired myself with the the idea of like all the lights and and everything and the whole atmosphere of being in that big theater i can imagine would be very special it's pretty magical when it's all up and running yeah it's a great thing to see i think there are lots of people who who haven't experienced that magic of the theatre when the lights go down, the curtains come back, and life is focused on on the stage, and belief is suspended whilst you get immersed in in what is happening in the spotlight on the stage. It's yeah. a it's a completely different experience to cinema or television. Yeah, it's um, it's exactly that really. I mean, I remember because my my career has kind of gone in reverse really when I moved to London. Initially, I was trying to crack into films as a screenwriter then I started doing commercials and, and working on tv projects more um and it was like yeah only in my late 30s or mid 30s it would have been um did I really start considering the theater as something to work in um 
Whereas really, it's ideal for an entry level sort of when you're younger, um, because you can be a lot more experimental on stage. And it's quite amazing. You can have actors and just pull up four chairs and have a sort of black box room and the audience just buy into whatever story you're creating, like naturally, really quickly that happens. Um, and once you understand that as a writer, it's pretty liberating because it's almost like you have no restrictions in, in what you can try to do as a story for an audience. And that that's pretty incredible. Yes. And reading about the story behind Dead Parents Club, which is the play that was selected for the showcase, it is, yeah. um, it, it's, it's quite a story. What was it that you think appealed to the, pa- the selection panel about it? Um, I guess it was a bit of like a continuous piece of work, really. So it was 2018, I found out about the criteria and I went and watched some showcases. And then I actually submitted uh, a whodunit called The Intruder for the showcases that were happening in 2019. Um and I was lucky enough to be selected and I, I developed a piece of work there and then we showcased it in November of 2019. And it did really well. It had amazing feedback. I got a producer off the back of it that wanted to give it a short run in the West End. But then, of course, the pandemic happened. So and then everything shut down for a couple of years. So there were a couple of opportunities that had come up that kind of were put on the back burner while we all lived through that couple of years. Um, and then and then Greg reached out again and said, we uh, have another program. If there's another piece of work you would like to create, then um, would, would you want to be involved in that? So then I said, yes, of course, because um, I had such a great time with them. And then that's when I started developing Dead Parents Club. And then I so I literally developed the, the concept at the Criterion. And then they opened another window for submissions for this current showcase 2022 what would have appealed to them about this particular piece of work you would have to I guess ask them um but I did have a sense that they were kind of enjoying the experimentation of of this particular piece of work it's quite dark it's quite bleak but it has a bit of fun with that as well and I I would like to think that I did a good job with the last showcase and so I was probably a bit of a safe pair of hands to choose to to go there again with a with a new piece. Okay. One of the things that is interesting from listening to you talk just there, you don't talk about writing a play. You talk about developing the play. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think is is something that you know we don't hear about play developers. We hear about playwrights. So what's the what's this process of development like? What what's involved for people who've never never experienced it well i think the most extraordinary thing with theater um it it's not like where you kind of have worked on a film and then you sat in a, a cinema and people are watching it and then you'll have a drink afterwards and people will talk to you about how they feel about the film because by the time you've gone through all the edit and you've you've got it to where you want it to be there's kind of not there's not as much surprise in the feedback you get on something like a film whereas the most incredible thing about theatre as a writer, and it's daunting as well at the same time, but you literally can never predict how your piece of work is going to be perceived, uh, what kind of feedback you're going to get. And and people can't lie in the theatre. It's such an instinctive reaction they have to what they're watching. 
So you know pretty quickly that the bits that people like, the bits people find a bit too risque or just don't like at all. And it's so you're sat there, it feels like a very naked experience, to be honest, because your your work is very much exposed. And when it's a new piece of work, you have to be open to the fact that, you know, it's probably going to take a, a few drafts of you witnessing that to get the work to where it really needs to be. So, yeah, I, I see it very much as a continual process. So it's it's a collaborative process, as, from what you're saying, of the, the cast, the director, the writer, all working to fine-tune the work in response to the audience reaction and the feedback from the audience. I think so. And I, I think when you have an opportunity like this, like we say, it is a showcase. So the whole point is I've got 30 minutes on that stage um, to show them part of the script I've written to get anyone in that room that potentially could offer me a venue to actually put it on for a run. Can I make it appeal to them enough to have a conversation for them to say, look, I really love, um, you know, the look and the feel of that. Would you be interested in, in sharing it at our venue? Because if you can open that conversation, that, of course, it will allow you to get your work seen by more people. And that's kind of the end game with it, really. So, yeah, I, I kind of try and not view it as a, a finished piece on the stage. And I obviously have a process I go through to get the script as ready as possible. But then I, I like the experimentation of working with the actors of, you know, I'm directing this myself as well. And just um, just getting something really fascinating and interesting and intriguing on that stage so that it will open up many doors, I hope, for, for where that bit of work could go. That sounds great. Tell us a little bit about Dead Parents Club. Yeah, it's, um, it's like I say, it's a bit of a dark subject. You can probably tell straight away from the title. I mean, I lost my dad last year. And what I tend to do as a writer is I very much use writing as a form of therapy. Um, that's something that I've really discovered about myself in recent years. And so when I was going through a lot of emotions and a lot of, you know, challenging thoughts... For me, it was very natural to kind of put it down on the page and see if see what came out and what I could do by leaning into it as opposed to running away. And so black comedy drama seems to be my kind of genre. It's the thing that I write most naturally. And so I thought, I'm just going to I'm going to write something here that deals with the subject of losing a parent, but in a way that is also entertainment. And so I've just made this story set in the 80s in a rundown town hall where a policeman that we know only as Sir, he runs a group for orphans. And all of the orphans have very strong, distinct personalities. And it seems like he's doing them a great favour, but Sir is there for his own very dark and sinister reasons. And I guess that's all I'm going to say about it. Dark humour, not for the faint-hearted then. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's 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 a like I say, black comedy drama. There's elements of thriller to it. It's um, you never a hundred percent sure what you're watching, um, and there's something unnerving about it. But also, it has its laughs. It has its light, funny moments, and that for me is it's something I really enjoy doing. Is when you can take people on a journey emotionally when they're watching something on the stage, and and I think we're going to achieve it with this. Yes, I, I agree with you. When you see something on stage, it is um, because it's other human beings on stage portraying life. 
it is a more powerful depiction of a story than a film can ever be. And as far as I can see, it, it, there's something much more real about the the physical presence of the actors um, portraying the story. Yeah, and there's I've had some really interesting conversations lately with my actors. So we've already started doing um, online rehearsals, and then the week before the actual showcase, we'll be in physical rehearsals. But we're all spread over the country and things, so this this works for now. And what what I really like about theatre is when you work so closely with your cast, but you know what each scene means, and you know what needs to be achieved emotionally with the characters. I really like actors who actually deliver the lines pretty, you know, differently every night because they can go more with impulse and feeling because they know what we're achieving within each scene. So I, I like working on giving them the freedom to be able to do that rather than perform the line the same every time. And that actually opens a bit of a window into exploring what the characters are really feeling in each of those moments. It's almost as if people should go and see it more than once to see the the characters evolve on the stage in the way in which the, the the actors portray them. Yeah, I think the hope is if someone did watch it multiple times, they would, of course, be watching the same play, but they would feel different at different moments. And certainly things like the, the real hard-hitting emotional moments might come at different times, which makes it a bit more thrilling, I think. We just performed, there was a small cast. We did a, a play, a one-act, one-hour play in North Devon in the Queen's Theatre. It was called Good Grief, uh, and that happened in June. And it was a three-night run, and exactly that happened. Every single night was pretty pretty amazing, but very different. And I, and I really enjoyed that about it. If people are interested in Dead Parents Club, it's at the Cr- Criterion Theatre in London's West End, on the 25th of November at 2pm. And the performance itself is is 30 minutes? Yes. And the intention is to provide a showcase for people from the industry to then be offering or coming up with, okay, we could take this to the, these various different theatres. Yeah. But can members of the general public also attend? They can indeed. Um, what, what I really like to do is obviously the more people you get there, the better the atmosphere is, right? So... The people in the audience, it's a bit of a mix of friends, family, industry contacts, people that I've worked with in the past, lots of actors and actresses that I'm keen to work with again. And, of course, the key contacts that are theatre directors, producers, literary agents. So there's a really good blend of just people coming there because they want to see some original theatre and also more business-orientated contacts because you're trying to get that showcased work actually put somewhere for a run so by all means if anyone's interested like it's a free event you're welcome to come it's just guest list only so we need to get your name down on the guest list we will put a link in the description but if somebody is interested in going i'm still thinking if i'm in london i alter my lunch hour so instead of going one till two i might go half past one to half past two all this sort of stuff but you're not you're going to go along and see a piece of theater that is in development and so there's an opportunity as well, not just to see it but all, and experience it, but also to provide the feedback into your your development process as well. That's right. And it's um, so just to be really clear, at two o'clock, my play will start and it runs for just under 30 minutes. And then there's actually back to back. There'll be three original pieces of work from three writers. 
So the, the session runs from 2 till 3.30. Um, and then after that, I've arranged like a different venue just to go and have networking drinks and a, a chat with anyone who wants to talk about the work um, very nearby. So yeah, like you could have like a really, really great afternoon if, if you're able to like skip out of work and, and just have a couple hours to yourself. Um, I would highly recommend it. I am going to recommend it to my contacts in London as well. I think it's going to be great. But one of the things I wanted to make clear to people is that this is not like your first thing that you've done. You are an established writer. You know, you're, you've been doing this for a while. This is not an amateur project as such. This is you, you write to earn your living. So I wanted also to ask you about some of the things that you've also written. Oh, well, it's, um, it's been a bit of a 20-year journey, really. So I grew up in North Devon and I moved to London when I was 20 years old um, to become a writer. And yeah, over the years, I mean, you're talking sort of hundreds of TV ads and commercials, that kind of stuff was my training, really. Um, Which TV ads have you been involved in that people might remember? Oh, so like um, things like for MTV and the army and Kellogg's and like it's I, I haven't done sort of any of those super iconic ones like the Criterion dancing car or anything. But it, it was basically my schooling into writing, producing, directing um, was through advertisement. The army advertisement that you did would be like the only the best type. Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Um, those, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a it was a great learning curve um, because I wasn't someone that really wanted to go to sort of college and university, um, or at least I went to college and didn't have a great experience. I just I'm, I'm more of a hands-on learner, so this was how I decided to do it when I moved to London, just get work experience. But yeah, so I'm a, I'm now a, a published author, so I've got a novel called The Moors um, that came out in 2016, and the sequel will be written next year. I'm a fully credited screenwriter, so I wrote a film called The Adored that came out in 2012. And I have I quite often get commissioned to write new, new feature films and new TV sort of pilots. And it's one of those things where as a writer, you'll write a script and you'll option it to a, a producer, which means they have a couple of years essentially to get it made. Uh, and if they don't, for any reason, you get the rights back so you can either resell that or produce it yourself. So I've been optioning scripts for the last five years, um, and I've just been commissioned to write a horror film called The Old Hag, which is uh, it's based on a true urban myth. So that's one to look out for because I, I got good feelings that that will get produced next year. But yeah, the last sort of three or four years, it's I've really framed myself into theatre and in September, I, I published an anthology of plays called Spectrum, and that's five one-act plays that I'm looking to get on throughout the UK uh, in the next year. So, yeah, there's a host of um, projects being juggled at the moment, and it's I wouldn't have it any other way, really. Oh, it sounds very interesting. I think part of the impression people get about writers is they, they're sitting in a, in a garret somewhere with a little light bulb and a computer nowadays and, and frustrating themselves over their latest novel or, or script or whatever but actually the the picture you paint is that being a writer is a is a whole range of different activities it's a very diverse type of range of, of work that you've been involved in and, and that you do from commercials film yeah. Yeah. television theater and so 
building quite a portfolio. Yeah, I think that's really what it's about. There's there's almost two very schizophrenically different sides of the business because one part of it is kind of as you describe, you know, you're sat on your own and you, you're trying to hit deadlines, you're working on scripts or your manuscripts and you very much need to to get the writing done, get the content out there and make sure it's a good quality. But then there's the other side, which is the marketing side, and it's the meeting the the right people that allow allow you to get that work seen. And that that is actually a very social thing, I find. Like you make contacts, you try and stay in touch with them, you keep your ear to the ground to hear about new opportunities, which the Criterion Showcase came about literally through doing that. Greg was actually recommended as a contact through a, a casting agent that I met and knew very well. So that's how I found out about it initially. Um, and then wonderful things can happen when you meet the right people. That is very true. You meet the right people and synergies just like come together and something you want to do, something they want to do, you have a conversation and wow, before you know where you are, it's happened. I think plays and theatre is the, the absolute pinnacle of that because you can put something on in the top room at a pub that you don't think anyone will come to and you'll put it on and you'll you just don't know who's going to turn up and you don't know the conversations you're going to have afterwards and you never know where that work is going to lead and it's such a, a wonderful thing to get caught up in because if you embrace that journey and the unknown side of it more often than not it's it's positive what happens yes i agree with you embracing the opportunity is what is very important in life it's like there is an opportunity take it see what it's like um, you don't always have to like it you can always um, change your mind but it's always important to have a really good conversation with yourself about all of the opportunities that are presented to you you know jody I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I wish you the best of luck on the 25th. I will let everyone that I know in London know about uh, the opportunity to go along. And I hope it's a really great success. Thank you very much for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you, Michael. It's lovely to come on and talk to you. And it's, yeah, doing stuff like this to get the word out there is partly what I'm talking about. Like you don't know who you're going to meet and, and where things will lead. And so thank you very much for the coverage. And uh, yeah, if anyone's listening and they want to come along, I really hope to see them and grab a drink afterwards. What is the website that people should go to for more information? I mean, they could come to my website, penworksmedia.co.uk. The best thing to do if you're interested in coming is to send along an email. Um, so you can email me through that website. That's great. And um, yeah, just let me know you're interested. And then I'll, I'll tell you the details and put you on the guest list. Right. Your name's down. You're coming in. Thank you very much, Jody. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to you for listening to Rest and Recreation, the work-life balance podcast from workworkwork.works, which is produced by Abbasida. I am Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida. In this episode, I have been having a conversation with Jody Medland, the author of the play Dead Parents Club which is part of the Criterion New Writing Showcases for 2022. You can find out more about both of us at workworkwork.works and at the website that Jody has mentioned. There are links in the description. If you've liked this edition of Rest and Recreation, please give it a like and download it so that you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. But to make sure you don't miss out on future editions, please subscribe. And remember, 
The aim of all the podcasts produced by Abbasida is not to tell you what to think, but we do hope to make you think. Thank you.